0: Welcome to Banega Swastinja Podcast. Our focus is one health, one planet, one future. Our aim is health for all and leaving no one behind. Because Swasth Bharat is Sampan Bharat. I'm Ambika Singh Kama. This March, we are celebrating women. And our theme for the month is Breaking the Gender Bias. To learn about this theme and the factors responsible for gender bias we're going to talk to Anjela Taneja, Lead Specialist Health, Education and Inequality, Oxfam India. Thank you for being with us, Anjela. How closely interlinked are poverty and gender disparity in India?
1: Very closely. Fundamentally, women have always been at, at the receiving end of uh, some of the worst things that happen in society. And at the same time, if you look at it more specifically, women on average receive 34% less wages than men. Uh, when you look at the statistics, uh, girls, in uh, especially from rich families, are uh, infinitely more likely or rather nine get nine years okay girls belonging to families in the top 20 percent get nine years of education whereas girls from poor families uh, barely get any education at all on average girls receive less education than boys and there are harmful expectations in terms of women needing to do unpaid care work and uh, whereas uh, men get away without hardly doing anything in terms of household chores so therefore it's unsurprising it's women who who are paid less who are educated less who are uh, forced to work uh, to un- to perform unpaid care and at the same time suffer the consequences of violence and neglect who are more likely to be poor
0: how can we break the conventional idea of division of labour in society that imposes enormous domestic work on women? So there are two parts to it.
1: There's the policy bit, there's the programme bit, and there's the social change bit. So when it comes to policies, let's uh, not have policies that discriminate. Uh, it's time for her to have paternity leave for men, which is equal to women, rather than expecting that the woman will stay back and take care, whereas men can get away with uh, hardly spending any time. And therefore, that sets up a whole uh, across-the-lifespan effect. Uh, Let's not have, in terms of a program-slash-policy intersect, there is a need to ensure that uh, that it's not taken for granted women are available to do household work, which basically means make sure that the help that's required to, to do this work by whoever is done more efficiently, therefore have piped water, have cooking gas, have creches for childcare, have uh, care facilities available to take care of the elderly rather than assuming that the woman will be there forever and ever taking care of the kids and uh, being the one who is the home caregiver. At the same time, there needs to be gender sensitization. Maybe start young, maybe start with colleges, but also more broadly have public campaigns on progressive models of masculinity and femininity and uh, therefore de-gender the labor expectation that it's not only the woman's job to take care of the kids, but it's possibly also the father's job.
0: What role? should men take up to stand against gender inequality in India? Be
1: models of good behaviour. It's not only talking, but it's also doing. Be supporters of the mission. Start at home as well as the workplace by promoting the things that are needed to ensure gender equality and step back when necessary uh, to allow women to take leadership as well.
0: What are your thoughts on the legal age for women to get married being increased?
1: That's a that's a that's a long one. Fundamentally uh, unnecessary and uh, a lot of pain with very little gain, unfortunately. Because uh, as it is, uh, the uh, when we already have eighteen years as the age of marriage. Uh, we already have the recogn- majority of a large significant share of family of marriages are uh, consecrated before uh, the age of 18 therefore uh, when it comes down to it uh, that uh, uh, in fact if you look at the statistics 23% of girls get married before 18 so therefore, what uh, is the risk is, uh, given the fact that the existing provision is ignored, uh, it's unclear what this amendment, which will increase this further, would do, uh, given lack of implementation of existing provisions. Secondly, it's unclear why 18 given the fact that uh, pretty much uh, the majority of countries across the world, the age is 18. So therefore, in fact, 145 countries across the world have it at 18 uh, or lower. Not sure why India needs to be anything else than what it is. And therefore, uh, the risk is it would not change materially the lives of, of girls in terms of Improving education or improving poverty reduction automatically by just changing the age. What it could do is uh, is criminalize poor families who may have uh, where the girl may have married early. As of as of at present, 63% of young women are married before the age of 21, as per the NFHS survey the 63% of young women will be criminalized is probably not what the government wants to achieve. And at the same time, uh, if in that stage, while they are married, but not legally so, uh, access to sexual and reproductive health facilities would be impaired. And uh, again, I'm not sure uh, that's what the government wants to achieve. What they should have done is not fiddle with the age of minimum age of marriage, What they should have done is improve uh, provision for education, meaningful employment or reduction of poverty of girls and improve the implementation of the law as is. At least those 25% marriages that happen before 18, at least those uh, should uh, should not be taking place before you you even think about moving the age higher.
0: Do you think education in India is gender sensitive? Is there a need to educate boys and men in terms of their understanding, information and capacity building regarding equal opportunity for both the sexes? Yes, unfortunately,
1: education in India is not gender sensitive. Uh, Yes, fortunately, at the same time, we have had a closing in the educational gap At elementary and especially primary stage, we are reaching the stage at least for girls under 14. At least there's some degree of parity in the number of girls attending school from both sexes. Uh, But uh, the uh, norm of of ensuring universal secondary for girls were very far from it. And also, what is the experience? Yes, girls are going to school, but whether they are having a good experience of school remains unresolved. So, uh, most efforts have, in terms of if you look at the current education policy, uh, really focus on uh, if you look at the major budget heads that exist, it's uh, girls, separate girls for sc- uh, girls only schools like Asturba Gandhi Vidyalaya's. It's improving wash facilities, it's self-defense training for girls and distributing some, some things like bicycles or uh, pads or uh, something tangible. So therefore, uh, I mean, which isn't saying that, uh, that none of these are important measures, but fundamentally what we need is steps to make to address the hidden curriculum in the classroom. And ensure teachers and other, he- and other uh, personnel in the classroom hold equal, if not higher, expectations from girls. We still have huge issues with girls not being uh, part of the subsequently higher-paying science, technology, maths careers. And therefore, science education, maths education for girls is still not uh, encouraged. So therefore, uh, we do need to have a stronger emphasis on making educational systems gender sensitive, but also not just sensitive, but transformative. Because what we want the education system to do is exchange existing power asymmetries, make uh, the schooling experiences the site for change in society, so that kids grow up with a different vision of society from what currently prevails so therefore uh, at le- this probably is in some ways almost if not equally but probably more important than just attaining literacy and human race
0: Anjela do you think policy interventions can fix the societal outlook on gender parity that has been embedded for years
1: so uh, yes and no Policies uh, policies are an essential but not an adequate precondition for change so therefore uh, uh, yes it's important to have a policy commitment to gender parity yes it's uh, it's essential that uh, po- uh, that schemes etc make provisions for girls but if uh, government dictate alone could change uh, social attitudes we would be having a different society so yes Its uh, policy interventions are great, but we need mechanisms to uh, win the hearts and minds of people and mobilise communities, the uh, the youth themselves, the parents, society at large, towards that direction of change because we probably need
0: both. What kind of impact has COVID-19 had on women in India?
1: So, uh, poverty, lost jobs... Uh, when uh, the push comes to shove, it's the woman who is asked to leave first especially in the back of the lockdowns uh, those who have had to, who could retain their jobs have found it harder to handle the double burden of work and home uh, in terms of work from home you're supposed to work and do the household work at the same time which is a bit of a miracle of an expectation uh g- girls and women have been found themselves out of educational spaces and we have had uh, an epidemic of violence that has swept the households as families are being locked in s- small constrained spaces without the space to leave uh it's been a traumatic time and of course uh i also Ultimately, it's a pandemic. So therefore, uh, missed uh, opportunities to access health care, be it in terms of uh, deliveries having to take place at home. But also women have a history in India of not seeking uh, medical care until it's too late, which uh, again has been uh, particularly bad at this time.
0: What can each one of us do in our everyday lives to break the gender bias? Not to be silent,
1: not to tolerate uh, gender bias, and at the same, call out those who are biased uh, towards, uh, and to, to move to a direction of change, towards a direction which of a society that's more transformative.
0: That's it on the Banega Swast India podcast this week. If you have comments, queries or suggestions on the topic we discussed today or issues you would like us to cover in future, to write to us on BSI podcast at the rate ndtv.com. Remember, BSI stands for Banega Swast India. You can also connect with us on Banega Swast India handles on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and continue with the conversations through the week. Till next week, this is Ambika Senkama signing off. Stay healthy and stay safe.